Cairo Radio was paid a fee to air the following program. All information discussed on the following program is for general information purposes only and does not constitute legal advice or create an attorney-client relationship. Prior to acting on any legal matter, you should seek legal advice from a qualified legal attorney who can evaluate your situation and advise you accordingly. Welcome to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Your Partner in Law is brought to you in part by the law firm Gregorick & Associates PLLC. Charting your course to a secure future. Your Partner in Law starts now. Here's your host, Rick Gregorick. Hey, good morning and welcome to Your Partner in Law. Good morning and uh, welcome to uh, the show. Got a little uh, late start here. Anyhow, we'll uh, see what we can do to get back on track here a little bit. So, uh, Ted, I think <laughs> happens sometimes. You're live. Excellent. I believe so. I am. I, I pinched myself just now, so I think I am actually. Well, folks, little uh, challenge to get the hour started here. Uh, normally, we're on uh, Cairo and KTTH, as uh, many of you must know, but. Uh, Cairo kind of uh, took over my uh, my slot here. We've got this uh, Seahawk game going on today, really big one there back in uh, Philadelphia at the Eagles. So today, you folks at KTTH, you get us all to yourself. How about that? And uh, so if, you, uh, if you'd like to call in and uh, have any questions uh, for us on any legal matters around your state and elder planning or real estate or, you know, it's the holiday season's coming up, and we'll talk about that. And so lots of you get in the... Uh, generous mode of uh gifting and talk a little bit about you know maybe some gifting you know to your children or grandchildren i'm not talking about buying a teddy bear or a new bicycle or something like that but we're talking about maybe setting you know some cash money and setting up some you know maybe some education trust different things like that for the kiddos we do see a lot of that getting um talked about and looked at and worked on this time of year so uh we'll talk a little bit about that and really what I wanted to talk today about really is the importance of estate planning for you, yourself, while you're alive, and then what happens when you die. You know, Ted, we get a comment. I usually get this from the big tough guys. I don't give a rat what happens after I go. I, it's not all that necessary. I mean, we hear this all the time, right? I hear it every day, and some of those people are just like my attitude sometimes about things, but the bottom line is is that we need these documents in place to Help other people sometimes, not not just well, yourself. Or, or to give other people the legal opportunity to help you when you right. can't do it yourself. That's right. And I think this is one of the most difficult things for most any of us to have to address or to think about is, what if I can't do this for myself? Now, folks, we're talking about some pretty basic things, things that you absolutely take granted, take for granted Every day, getting out of bed by yourself to walk into the bathroom to brush your teeth or take care of other business. If you cannot do that by yourself, think of the ramifications of that. And then, you know, how are you going to handle that? And then, you know, if you can't, you know, you can't button your shirt, you, you know, the dexterity or things of that nature. You know, this is real stuff. I mean, we call these activities of daily living where you, you know, you're, you can't seem to, you know, keep things straight enough, uh, mixing up your medications. You know, you've got medications sometimes you have to take throughout the day, and there's different time set schedules, some every four hours, some every six, some every – I mean, it can get kind of complicated. Yeah, those are just the health-related issues. And these right? are just the health-related issues. Yeah. And it's 
So the disability planning that is necessary in today's world is different than what it used to be. I mean, Ted, when we were youngsters, you know, it was a whole different world. If grandma got sick, you know, they just moved in with mom or dad and that was it. That's exactly how it works. There's a lot of, there's some issues with that today. Well, there's a lot of issues with that. Number one, we're seeing more and more people that either don't step up or you'll see in these larger families that it'll usually be one child or perhaps two children that step up to take on this role and that creates its own problems and we've talked about those on air a couple of times that sometimes situation where mom and dad wants to be more favorable to the child that's that's taking care of them and that doesn't sit well with the other children so we get these kind of situations all the time you know and, uh, it's important to be able to plan around these events and to be transparent right we always talk about this testamentary transparency and that's what this is about yeah and it's so important today i mean you know anytime you go into the bank or the financial institution and you want to do something and you know, they're not sure what you want to do. They'll just throw up a curtain and blame the Patriot Act or something along those lines to, to deal with it. But when your money's in, you know, the financial institutions, whether banks or brokerages or whatever, and you become disabled, they're going to scrutinize the activity on your account and who has access. And, and well, they should. I mean, they're doing their job. Now, sometimes they, they have some pretty tough roadblocks that get put up. I mean, we've seen clients, um, you know, really have to struggle at times, but it's most of the time it's because you, <laughs> we, did not properly set this up through our estate planning and we didn't coordinate our estate planning with our financial advisors and other people and, and banks and we didn't, you know, we didn't have things prepared. It's really that simple. They just weren't prepared and so all of a sudden something happens and, you know, it could be a car wreck. It could be, you know, Alzheimer's. Falls are very common. I mean, yeah. a, a slip and fall in the home is so common. It's common. Yeah, it's just common. And you could have a stroke. You know, there's Parkinson's, Louis body disease. I mean, there's just a plethora of stuff that we all get to face as we age. It's not right. like, uh, you know. And it ain't always pretty, is it? Nobody's <laughs> nobody's immune from this stuff. Right. Rich or poor, yep. man or woman. I mean, you know. There are tendencies within different groups of people and on what might ail you, but there is no equal opportunity evil that disability there is, isn't it? No discrimination there whatsoever. Now obviously good health care and access to good health care certainly plays a major role. But you know, the majority of us do have access to medical care and education around that and access to food and that there there are certainly those that don't and we want to you know that's what we talk about for our charitable planning and charitable giving and lots of other things that overlap that i mean we do have a segment of society that definitely does not have that and and they are certainly from a health perspective you know under you know they're not being able to be as healthy that's but, right, and but that I guess that cuts both ways too, right? Because people are living longer, which leaves that opportunity for disability a little bit longer in most people's lives these days, as it did, you know, twenty years ago, for example, when the life expectancy is what's maybe some ten years less than it is currently. At least, it, yeah. it's yeah, it's it's been significant, and that's a real issue, and uh, all the more reason to plan for this arena, uh, because you just don't know, right, how long it can last. Yeah, I mean, it it's it's really really tough when we look at all the different things. I mean no amount of money in the world can prevent certain things. You know, just a freak accident. Well, that's why they're freaky. You know, they just right. happen. 
and um, maybe it's stumbling off the platform to the ramp to your helicopter or something like that, <laughs> or the ramp. You know, yeah. you fell off your it's yacht. All relative, right? You know, it it doesn't matter. But we're all subject to you know injury. We're all subject to illness. Um, we're all subject to you know mental you know problems with cognitive skills um, as we age and all of the dementia related things. And when something happens to you and you're not able to deal with it appropriately, bad things can happen. I mean, first and foremost, Ted, we find that some folks, when they're in these earlier stages where it's not being really managed yet, people can do tremendous damage to their financial situation. I mean, boy, they could just go down and change their investments, do things and and attitudes get, you know, kind of jumbled up and can just really do some significant harm and it, they've barely been diagnosed yet. They're not being treated yet, you know, because it's coming on. And this is where family and friends need to kind of, you know, pay attention. How mom doing? How's dad doing? How's uncle Bob? You know, and, and deal with those things and, and try to bring them up. But it's very difficult. I mean, the damage that can be done in the early stages of disability. And then when one goes unchecked, if you will, um, this is, you know, these people are actually, you know, sought out by scammers. Scammers are looking for people like this and telltale clues in your your records and, you know, what you do. And just, you know, sometimes it's observing you. Yep. And so you just have to be very cautious um, and be aware and protect what you have. There are things that can be put into place that will protect your assets, such that they're available for your care. That's a pretty biggie, that you have money for your care. And then hopefully something left behind for your heirs and beneficiaries. Because, you know, that's what most of us want. We want to leave a legacy. And most of us think of that legacy as money. Well, money is a big part of it. I can tell you after about 25 years of this, part of your legacy is what, what process did you leave behind? Did you leave a mess that your family has to clean up over three to five years or longer? Or did you take things organized and do things right? And which legacy do you want to leave? A legacy of, you know, I did this right. I made it better for you. If it's more efficient, it's going to cost less. I mean, you're going to save money in taxes. So, you know, did your legacy leave behind something of order or did you leave chaos behind? Yeah. I hate to say there's a lot of chaos left behind. There is behind. a lot of chaos. And that really creates a lot of heartache and a lot of bad feelings and putting families that otherwise never had to deal with an issue like this right square center in the mess and And some people just can't handle the role or just don't want to take on the role and they'll create their own problems. But the point is, is that you're much better off and you're much kinder to your family when you do this type of planning than when you don't do it. Let's just leave it at that. Well, yeah, it's just really tough. So we really want to focus on making sure that you're thinking about estate planning in kind of two modalities. Most people equate estate planning to death planning. Death planning is part of it it's not all of it one might argue it's the lesser you know less important i certainly take than the disability planning because if you become disabled and do not have a proper or well-designed estate plan in place then you're going to more likely than not fall prey to the government system that's right and I got to tell you, folks, every one of these capacity hearings and guardianships that um, 
we've been involved with and that we've studied and observed and read about, they're just not fun to go through. They are, you know, aside from the cost, the time, but the personal emotional impact um, will last a lifetime for the people having to go through it. Can you imagine, you know, people fighting over who's going to manage your money, who's going to make your medical decisions, what kind of medical decisions are they going to be allowed to make or not make, and financial and this, that, and the other. Meanwhile, what's happening to you in the process? Are you just being shuttled around from nursing home to nursing home or... Yeah, it it's this gets ugly. It divi- yep. it divides families. It squanders resources, and really becomes a difficult thing. I've said on the show many times. You know, guardianship is a necessary thing in many, many, many cases. But if you have the opportunity to avoid it, then you definitely want to avoid it. I mean, Absolutely. Ted, have you ever done a guardian? And, you know, and the way you avoid it is you plan properly. You have robust powers of attorney for health care and robust powers of attorney for managing your finances. Those are the substitutes for the guardianship world. Yeah, And, you know, in your power of attorney, you, you're going to have one for financial matters, one for medical matters, matters. And then, you know, some of you will do trust, and the trust will become the surrogate, if you will, for the power of attorney managing your assets. The key is you've named somebody. You've set up a criteria. And I, I, I want to stress as strongly as I can, when you say, yes, I have a power of attorney, that does not convey much information to me. It, dis, it would be the same as saying, hey, I came down to the station today in a vehicle. Okay, you, it was a vehicle. Well, that's what a power of attorney is. We need to know what kind of power of attorney it was. Is it a Yugo? <laughs> is it a Mercedes? You know, is it a Hummer? What is it? What features does it have? And even after we know it's a Mercedes, we say, oh, well, what are the add-ons? What are the features in this? Does it have air conditioning? Does it have asset protection for the kids? Does it have a protective um, special needs provisions for my spouse? There's just lots of things we need to understand when we're creating these um, documents they're they're actually very technical documents and yet most people take them somewhat for granted thinking they're the old parlance or that one size fits all right which just isn't true right that's what i was trying to get you know we used to go to the stationery store the bookstore and pick up documents now it's even more dangerous because we go to the internet and we see this folks we see this every week um in our office and I think offices across the land oh, yes. where people come in and, you know, they're upset, they're, you know, distraught that, you know, the bank won't accept or this won't work or, well, we thought the will, but dad said this is how the will is going to work. And yet that's not how the will is going to work. That's right. And we, you know, it's, it's one of those old things. We don't know what we don't know. I mean, I always, you know, we'd give the analogy all the time. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to be able to, you know, motor around my, my, my motor vehicle, you know, and I could tune it up and change the spark plugs and change the oil and even do some other repairs. Can't even find those things now. Well, today, you know, you don't touch it. You know, you, you just leave it alone. They plug it into the machine. It runs the diagnostics and then they give you your bill for a couple thousand dollars. That's right. But the, the point is, you know, very few of us today, can work on our own car anymore it's just 
the nature of things. I mean, if we look at the vehicles from, you know, when many of us were kids and or go back to the cars of the 50s, 60s, and maybe the 70s, the muscle car era and everything, um, I mean, we were driving around in some pretty strange uh, vehicles. So, oh, yeah. and what's happening there and all the safety in that. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. And when we're back, if you'd like to give us a call, 800 465 8770. That'll get you right on air for your questions. 800 465 8770. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated, you've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregrick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. Does Medicare pay for long-term care? Story, without question, this is still the most common question I get. Medicare becomes our primary health insurance when we turn 65 and like traditional medical insurance it does not pay for long-term care services medicare is for acute care but it's not going to cover the ongoing custodial care that is required during an extended health care situation you need long-term care insurance for that if you have a question for me send it to me at 525longtermcare.com you can also learn about new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan and you can sign up for one of our free upcoming classes and don't forget to join me every saturday morning here on cairo for long-term care Radio. Do what my wife and I did. Sign up for one of Brian's upcoming classes. Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of Your Partner-in-Law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregorick & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law. With Rick Gregorick on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. All righty, welcome back. Hey, folks, we, uh, you know, the first segment of the show, we're talking a little bit about um, planning for yourself. 
you know, this is maybe the selfish part of estate planning, but what we're really talking about is making sure that in your estate plan, whether it's a will-based plan or a trust-based plan, that's not, you know, that's not the important feature. The feature is, do you have well-defined disability provisions, not just, you know, my, my wife's going to do it. I know that's no big deal. Well, what if you and your wife are in a car wreck together and it's not your wife and you, you know, all of a sudden you're a 20 year old kids in charge. Yep. That happens too. That usually gets dad's attention. When yeah. <laughs> what, what, what He's an idiot. But um, so we need to, you know, kind of do this planning and we need to figure out what strengths are in your estate and what weaknesses. We all have strengths and weaknesses in all these things we're doing. I mean, you know, some folks come in and they say, geez, you know, I just don't have anybody that, you know, is a a natural believe person it or not, that's common. Family. That's common, and, believe it or not. And it's getting more and more and more prevalent, it seems like. And some of it's because of geography. It's not just they live across town anymore or that they live in the state next door. They may be all over the world in different yeah. countries. And, and frankly, some of it, like we were talking about earlier, is that you're living longer, and the reality of it is, is most of your people in your life uh, at some point in time will, will have passed on, and you feel kind of isolated and alone. But we always tell people we don't want that to be the hindrance for you not doing your plan because there are solutions to that problem as well, and typically that will involve some independent third party that steps in to make those decisions for you. And not everyone's comfortable with that, but it's better than having no one in charge of those roles. Well, Ted, I would always ask, if someone was going to appoint a, you know, a trust company, a bank, a, you know, some sort of professional um, fiduciary service, trust service, and it was just going to be thrust upon me. I, 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 you know, I would not be comfortable with that. What, but wouldn't it be better if I said, well, if I ever had to have that institutional caregiver, wouldn't it be better if I chose or set up how the decision would be made rather than it being, you know, just at large and whatever happens or maybe by a court appointed one, wouldn't it be better if you had some say in, who or how. I mean, there's all kinds of ideas, you know, on how to do this. But you need to come in and we need to have that discussion with you and your spouse if you're married and try to work through these issues um, that are uncomfortable. No one likes talking about this. What happens if you become disabled? I hear all the time, I don't even want to think about that. Well, that's the reason we need to think that's about it. The folks. Problem, right? I mean, we, of course we don't, of course we don't want to think about this. That's the furthest thing from our mind. And, you know, you, you have that thought as you jump off the uh, chairlift and uh, start w- swooping down the mountain, you know. <laughs> so, you know, we all take risk in various levels, but quite frankly, just getting up out of bed in the morning is a risk and uh, that risk increases as you age. Um, Ted, what's the most common place we're injured as we age? In your home. In our own it's, home. It's true. You know, so you don't have to travel far. Um, you know, statistically, you know, the, the slips and falls in the bathroom and the stairwells are, yep. they're, they're biggie. It's just and, like if and, you're getting a car wreck. And tripping over pets. I hear this all the time as well, that your little dog or something is behind you in the kitchen and you don't see the little dog and over you go. I have had... No less than four friends who have broken legs in the last two years tripping over their pets at home. And I laugh about this because there is some humorous angle to it, but in reality it's not very funny. And, of course, the older you are, the more problematic that becomes. So luckily no uh, severe injuries beyond maybe a bone or two. So, Yeah, so, it, you know, it is important, and disability comes in many, many forms. I mean, 
physical disabilities that could prevent you from, you know, being able to walk and get around freely. Um, but you still have mental capacity. So that, that would be a different set of disability instructions, right? If, if I have my mental facilities, but yet I'm physically, um, handicapped, disabled, then that would, you know, that's a different type of situation. But for me and for you, we don't know which one it may or may not be. And for many, it's both. And so we need to do holistic planning to figure this out and be honest with ourselves about the potential for these. And the fact that you're in great shape and you jog and you run and you do all kinds of things and you eat right and, you know, you do all the things right. That's great. You still have the same probability of getting a lot of these things as everyone else. Absolutely, It's true. just non-discriminatory whether, you know, the, the, these things are tough. And, you know, we talk about these a lot because, folks, you're coming into our office and many of you are coming in in crisis. We want to get you to come in before there's crisis in your life and your family's life. Because you're going to, you know, I can't, the, the estate planning isn't going to prevent the event, if you will. It's not going to keep you from having a stroke. It's not going to, you know, keep you from getting Alzheimer's. It's not going to do that. But what the estate planning can do when done properly is it will shape the outcomes of what happens when those events occur. That's what we really need to focus on is the what if, and then how am I going to react to that? Well, think of it this way. If you're incapacitated and these things happen, you're probably not going to be participating much in the solution. You're just going to have it thrust upon you. And I can tell you, people who are disabled at various levels, when all of a sudden things start being thrust upon them, you know, they're uprooted, they're moved out of their home, they're put into, you know, adult family home or whatever. It's frightening, It and it causes all kinds of problems. And so we can avoid these things, folks, uh, you know, a majority of the time by properly planning and coming up with the decisions that you need to make for disability. And I see that we got to take a quick break, Ted. Jeez, the time goes so fast here. Folks, we'll be right back after this short break. And if you'd like to call in, 800-465-8770. Get you right on air. We'll be right back. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation, 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com, yourpartnerinlaw.com. This is Michael Medved. Financial experts will tell you that you should have a plan in place for the high cost of long-term care. If your plan consists of using your savings to pay for any long-term care needs in the future, then take a moment to contact 525 Advisors. 525 Advisors are the local long-term care experts. They will show you how to set up an asset-based plan using a portion of your existing savings. Now, this way you maintain control of your money and you're guaranteed to get your money back even if you don't need long-term care. For every dollar 
$5 you put in today, 525 Advisors will show you how to get 3 to $4 back in tax-free long-term care protection. Call 525 Advisors today to learn how you can put a portion of your savings to work and protect your family and the rest of your assets from the high cost of long-term care. Call today at 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188 at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a compliment consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. All righty, we're back. I'm attorney Rick Gregorick, law firm of Gregorick and Associates. And um, you can find us on the web at rjglegal.com. And you can also find us at yourpartnerinlaw.com. Check that out. Hey, if you're on our website, um, you can uh, send us some questions if you like. Click through to the blog. Um, fill out one of our organizers, kind of help you answer some questions and figure out what's going on. If you'd like a paper copy of our organizer, you can uh, email us if you want a married, single, or domestic partnership one, and we'll get that out to you. It's really a good um, tool to help you start to prioritize and focus on the things that will be necessary for you to do a proper estate plan. So, you know, folks, the first part of the show, I just wanted to, you know, kind of say, look, folks, we really need this disability planning is fundamental most of you spend far too little time thinking about this and managing for this and you know probably 65 percent of you or better are going to be disappointed because it is going to happen you know we know statistically usually it happens like quickly right and then then all of a sudden you're faced with this problem that you could have planned for but you didn't and that happens routinely like rick said most people that come to see me in particular are in crisis mode. Mom has had a stroke or something. He's being discharged from the hospital. And guess what the hospital says? You're not going home. And now all of a sudden you're faced with having to place her somewhere and you're not sure where the money's coming from. You're not sure how much this is going to cost. And all of these things hit you square in the face when you least expect it, really. So, folks, as the holidays approach, and they're fast upon us, of course, and um, I guess it really starts almost with Halloween to some extent now, but as we move into Thanksgiving and then on into the year-end year holidays, uh, got a real tight overlap between uh, Hanukkah and Christmas this year. Yep. Um, just Thanksgiving and Christmas, for that matter. It was at the <laughs> earlier part of the month last month, right? So, it, yeah, we, so it's, it's all kind of coalescing here and all the... You know, all the events but, that go around Probably that. a very unique opportunity to have this discussion with people, right, over the holidays and maybe to take take stock in what's going on around you and the uh, capacity changes in elderly people and others and 
So this does provide kind of a unique opportunity to talk about some of this. We know it's not your favorite topic, but nevertheless, it definitely is something that uh, provides a good forum for discussing. I get this. I get all choked up whenever I talk about it. <laughs> is that what that was? That was okay. that. No, you know, folks, it, the holidays yeah. is a great time to talk about. But even if you're not talking, observe. Yeah. You know, if you're going to grandma's house or your sure. folks' house or, you know, Aunt Mary's or whatever, you want to, you know, maybe observe as people are aging and, you know, kind of look around. And if you go over in your mom's house and your your mom was, uh, you know, Donna Reed, you know, she kept that house and there wasn't a doily out of place and it was spick and span and everything was perfect. And this year you went over and noticed things, gee, kind of a little messy, Mom. Yep. Um, that's a signal, folks, that, that says check things out. That's one of those little caution flags, one of those little red flags that pop up and say, might something be wrong? Because when we see behavioral changes as we age, um, especially something that was more or less habitual yeah. <laughs> for people. Those and are we the all, big ones, yeah. We all know what's going on, but, you know, pay attention. You know, I hate to say be a little snoopy over at mom's house or grandma's. And, you know, when you're looking in the kitchen, you know, Look in the refrigerator. Is there spoiled milk or their eggs that are, you know, four months old? Or, you know, what's going on in there? You know, and, and, and what type of food's in there? Sometimes it looks like they're back at the dorm room and there's Cheetos and <laughs> everything else there, but there isn't any healthy food for mom eating. I mean, Just I, describe my refrigerator, Rick. I know, Ted. I didn't want to get y'all in trouble there. But, you know, we, we have these things, little telltale signs, and then start doing some investigation. There is help out there if you need some questions and answers. So I want to shift gears just a little bit here, Ted, and talk about as we go through, you know, our life, and for those that have children and grandchildren, very oftentimes we're wanting to help provide for their future. And, of course, the most common thing that comes up is setting up various types of gifting for education. So I thought we'd have just a, you know, kind of a 30,000-foot briefer on that, if you will. So, you know, you know, from a tax perspective, we'll, we'll clear that up first. You know, from a gifting perspective, you can give $15,000 to a child or 30000 if you're married. No tax problems. Now, there's other problems with just giving them money. We'll talk about that in a minute. But for a tax purpose, you can give away up to $15,000 per person per year. And that's the same for 2020. That did not get right. indexed. Right. And I think up. it's important, perhaps, to kind of set the record straight on this. This issue in particular is very confusing to people out there about this giving away $15,000 to really any individual. It doesn't have to to be a child could be anybody frankly but the annual exclusion amount is the amount you're allowed to give away without it affecting your your gift tax exemption and or having to file a gift tax return so that's the issue with the 15,000 technically 15,001 dollar requires a 709 gift tax return yeah so don't do that so don't do that <laughs> that's right i mean it, it, but but we have such a large exemption gift tax exemption now that it's a little bit easier in the planning arena than it used to be when that number was down around 300 600 300 to 600,000 right now it's upwards of 12 million or close to that so everybody has that 12 million dollar lifetime gift exemption so there's a lot we can do. So, you know, if, if, you know, if you're giving, you know, gifts to pay for their college, well, you can just simply write the check to the college and there's no gift tax ramifications. I mean, it's not 15,000 a year. It, 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 it's just a, it's just something the government says, Hey, if you'll pay for someone else, ed, someone else's education, great, pay for it. And they give you full, 
you know, full benefits. There's no downside. You just must write the check to the educational right, institution. To the institution. That's correct. And uh, the same thing would be true if you're paying medical costs that's on correct. behalf of another. That's the other freebie to where from a gifting perspective. Now, let's just talk a little bit more about funding that education. And uh, But I think before we do that, let's take a quick break. and we get back, we'll talk about funding that uh, education a little bit. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. Do I have to move into a nursing home to use my long-term care insurance? You know, Dory, actually most people start their long-term care journey in their home and today's plans will pay for that care in your home. The idea of having a long-term care insurance plan is to be able to receive the care you need in the location of your choosing. Plans today are comprehensive, which means not only do they pay for care at home, they'll also pay for care in an assisted living facility, an adult day care, even a nursing home. By having a plan, you decide where you get to receive care. If you have a question for me, send it to me at 525longtermcare.com. You can also learn about new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan, and you can sign up for one of my free upcoming classes. Dude, my wife and I did. Sign up for one of Brian's upcoming classes. Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. Retirement. What does it mean to you? Has it changed as a result of today's economy? Are you worried about your future? Could there be stormy seas ahead? Hi, this is Rick Gregrick, founder of Gregrick & Associates. We're a dedicated team of legal and tax professionals that can help you navigate your course for a secure future. Whether you're just thinking about your retirement or you're well into your retirement years, whether you're single, married, or involved in a domestic partnership, we can help you create your necessary legal and tax planning. I am so glad I found one firm that can help me with all my legal and tax needs. Call today for your free consultation. 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. You can also sign up for a partner-in-law event. Just go to yourpartnerinlaw.com and find the elder law or estate planning course that's best for you. You can register for both events by going to yourpartnerinlaw.com. Yourpartnerinlaw.com. My dad would always say the three worst words in the English language were shoulda, coulda, and woulda. So many people with retirement right around the corner or in the middle of it have the shoulda, coulda, wouldas facing them. They're not proactive. You didn't take care of the will. You didn't take care of the trust. They didn't do what was needed to do when it came to real estate and taxes. So right now, let's avoid the shoulda, coulda, wouldas and call Rick Gregorick. Rick Gregorick is my estate planner. I sat down with Rick, explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or a charitable trust, real estate or taxes. It is so complicated. You've got to rely on an expert like Rick, who is so kind and knowledgeable about all of it. So be proactive. Take control of your life now. You can schedule a complimentary consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregrick, my estate planner, yourpartnerinlaw.com. Now back to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. On Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH. Now we're talking. Woohoo! We are back. All righty, folks. 
Hey, um, okay, so right before break, we started talking about gifting, and we reminded you that you can give $15,000 to any one person or any number of persons, and there's no annual reporting. That's your annual gift tax exclusion. Now, for people, And it's not taxable to the recipient either. No, 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 it's not taxable to the recipient. There's no tax on that type of gift. If there ever is a gift tax, you've given away more than you can, then the donor, the person making the gift, is responsible for paying the tax. That's right. So uh, that's why we want to do that. So those of you who might be contemplating giving away more than $11 million, um, we should talk because when you go over the what we call the lifetime exclusion amount, the tax is 37% on every dollar thereafter. So makes a very expensive gift after that if not done properly. But let's just talk about some other realities of the way we can gift to our kids and grandchildren and set up some things. And what I've found for many is somewhat of, and of course it depends on how much you want to provide and how much you want to um, gift, um, many more modest gifts and things like that can either be directly paid, as we said. Another phenomenal way to do it, if uh, certainly if the children or grandchildren are younger and you've got some time, uh, funding a... 529 plan now folks i know these are easy you can just go online and do it yourself no big deal i would encourage you to seek out an experienced financial advisor and maybe even a cpa and maybe even your attorney to take a look at this because what's interesting on the 529 college savings plans is that all 50 states i believe offer them they do but they're different a little bit but but they're different and states actually compete by giving you different benefits different options within the 529 arena the the same state isn't the first place every year i mean they compete for it i think last year this year kind of thing i think it was utah utah was was the state to go to for a variety of reasons and when i had my daughter set up it was new hampshire believe it or not at the time so that's where my daughter's 529 and so it doesn't matter what state it is funded and set up in um you know, as far as where you live. So you can you can be here in Washington and set it up all over the place. I mean, I know a lot of our folks just want to get on the GET program for Washington, but, you know, it, it may be just perfect for some of you, and the GET program can be used at any university around the country. It doesn't have to be used uh, just here in Washington. But still, you you know, explore the options because depending on how much you're giving, what frequency you're going to be giving, what income tax and estate tax bracket you may or may not be in, well, it should all be a factor in that. So now the 529 plans, though, are, you know, basically limited to paying for, you know, basically to qualified educational expenses is the buzzword. And so for most kids, there's a lot of other expenses, like where they're going to live, beer, beer, (laughs) entertainment, (laughs) there you go, travel back home. I mean, mom misses them. They're coming back home, folks. (laughs) They are. And so, you know, travel. Many college today, uh, you know, has international travel and things of that nature. Education is very, very expensive. And your 529 plan isn't going to pay for any of the, let's call the fringe stuff. It's it's the tuition and, you know, basically books and lab fees kind of stuff like that. That's pretty much it. But you're not going to get your dorm room and your any of the other type of stuff that you, you know, is a necessary part of the education and a very substantial part in most cases. So in those cases, again, if you, it depends on the level of funding, but um, we do set up uh, – you know, education trust. There are a variety of ways to set up education trust 
um, that will work. And if there's still money left after the education, these trusts can discontinue on in a protective mode. Um, so they can be funded further in life as well. Yeah, they could be generational. Right? And they're really neat. We have a lot of fun in these cases, sometimes setting up these trusts um, for, you know, just all kinds of different, I'm just going to put air quotes around gifting trust. There's, there's no one way to do this, folks. There's a number of ways depending, guess what, on your goals and your objectives. And that's what, you know, the benefit of sitting down with, you know, someone like myself or Ted or other qualified uh, attorney that um, does these higher end um, type um, trusts that uh, just offer amazing benefits. There's tax advantages. There's asset protection. Um, there's just, uh, you know, just so many things. And we... Yep. You know, and as we explore these with you, um, sometimes we're only limited by your own creativity and what you'd like to do. Now, you know, keep all things in proportion. But um, this gifting is just amazing. So, you know, some folks want to set up a trust that is just going to be used for their grandchildren's education. And then it kind of, when that's done, that's done. Others would like to set up a, a trust that could provide for education and beyond. Right. Other folks for their children, unfortunately, aren't looking at that end of the spectrum. They're looking at maybe special needs planning and maybe setting up some trust, you know, even when the, they're younger um, might make sense. It all involve gifting. Of one, and, one and these are all gifting. And so oftentimes we hear that, well, we don't gift them anything because, you know, they have special needs. And I said, well, maybe they need the money more. Yeah. But can we give it to them in a way that would not, in you know infringe upon sure. any type of other um, state or federal benefits that they might be eligible for and the answer is yes we can we yeah, can absolutely. set things up and we call them supplemental trust supplemental needs trust and those trusts are able to be what we call non-countable resources that's right. So, Ted, this is an area you deal a lot with, and so we're going to bring that back up after this quick break. And your partner-in-law, we will be right back. Sometimes big events in your life all of a sudden cause you to wake up and realize you should start planning for the future. I lost my dad a little over a year ago to cancer, and I remember thinking to myself, I should probably have a will or trust. So I called Rick Gregorick. Now, the reason I called Rick Gregorick is because I've been listening to him on Cairo Radio on Sunday mornings, and the guy is an absolute expert. I sat down with him. I explained my situation. He walked me through all the different variables, whether it was a trust or charitable trust, real estate, taxes. It was so complicated. I was so glad I had Rick right there to walk me through the whole process. So be proactive. Take control of your life right now. Go meet with Rick Gregorick and schedule a couple consultation at yourpartnerinlaw.com. You can also listen to Rick's show like I do, Your Partner in Law, every Sunday morning at 9 on Cairo and KTTH. Schedule a meeting with my estate planner, Rick Gregorick, at yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. Hey, it's Story Monson with Brian Ott from 525 Advisors and host of Long-Term Care Radio. And Brian, we have another great question from a listener. What is the best age to look into long-term care insurance? You know, Dory, we have plans that will help people up to age 85, but here's what you need to know. 
It's not your age that allows you to get long-term care insurance. It's your health. So the best time to look into getting a plan is when you're healthy and you can still qualify. If you have a question for me, send it to me at 525longtermcare.com. You can also learn about the new programs that pay you back if you never use your plan, and you can sign up for one of our free upcoming classes. And don't forget to join me every Saturday morning on Cairo for Long-Term Care Radio. We indeed chose the best plan that pays us back if we never use it. Learn what may be the best option for you at one of Brian's upcoming classes. Classes are free, and you'll even get a copy of Brian's book, which has a ton of great info. Seating's limited, so sign up today at 525longtermcare.com. That's 525longtermcare.com. Have you ever wondered what would happen to you or your loved ones or your business if you were incapacitated tomorrow or if you died prematurely? None of us plan on it, but not addressing these issues can be catastrophic to your finances, your family, and your business. Hi, this is attorney Rick Gregory, host of your partner-in-law, right here on Cairo Radio every Sunday morning at 8. Elder or estate planning is necessary for all of us, regardless of our wealth or lack of wealth. So whether your estate is large or small, you simply must have a proper legal life plan in place to protect you, your loved ones, and your business. For your free estate or elder law planning consultation, give us a call today at 425-284-3450. At Gregor & Associates, my staff and I will take the time necessary to understand your needs and recommend the best plan for you and your family. Call us today at 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450 or go to yourpartnerinlaw.com. That's yourpartnerinlaw.com. We return to Your Partner in Law on Seattle's Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH with your host, Rick Gregorick. All righty. Welcome back, folks. Uh, final segment. So we've been talking uh, this last little bit about you know, different ways to gift to children or grandchildren and using various types of educational trust, general gifting trust, perhaps a supplemental and special needs trust for those that, uh, you know, have children or grandchildren with those issues. Uh, so oftentimes, Ted, we hear people saying, well, I can't give them any money because they're disabled and they would lose their government benefits. And that's really unfortunate because that's not true. And you do a lot of that work in the special and supplemental needs area, both for, you know, incapacitated adults and children. It's pretty much the same thing. Yep. Same thing. But, but, allows you to maintain your benefit stream and, and frankly let's let's be honest about it it's for SSI people which is supplemental security income it's not the 735 a month that they care about it's the medical benefit portion of the benefit that's most important and disrupting that is a is a no-no because that's really really hard to replace so these supplemental needs trusts have that name for a reason they are there to supplement the benefit not to supplant the benefit and that allows the trust to pay for things that Medicaid would not pay for. And, and a perfect example of that would be a uh, electric wheelchairs, uh, disability vans, things of that nature that are very, very costly and otherwise would be off limits to most people with limited resources. But these types of trusts can pay for that. They can own homes. They can do. They can own almost anything that any other trust can own. It's just the method by which the money gets distributed. That's different from most other trusts. Yeah, we had a client that was very concerned on, um, I think it was her son that, um, you know, he, he could live, you know, quasi independently, but he needed to, you know, have a structured environment. And she ended up, uh, this one client, um, actually had some money, actually, you know, was able to purchase a home, 
um, in the special needs supplemental needs trust and set up a you know almost a perpetual um, account for taxes and insurance and you know being able to provide them for his care in that you know facility in that in his own home basically that's owned by the trust um, was just amazing and it was you know the right thing to do it made a lot of sense it does and improving the quality of life is really what these kind of trusts are about it's maintaining a decent quality of life for the disabled person who ordinarily doesn't have the same financial resources that the rest of us do by virtue of the fact that they've been disabled and unable to work for a number of years but these trusts are really wonderful vehicles by which you can supplement their government benefits and give them a better quality of life which is the point of those types of trusts you know and the the uh, Another feature of most of these irrevocable trusts that we do, and all the trusts that are for gifting and these types of things are going to be irrevocable trust, unlike the trust you would use for your core estate planning, which might be a revocable living trust. Right. These are irrevocable trust and as such are considered complex trust just by definition. And by having written many, many, many of them, they are indeed complex yeah. trust on many levels. But, you know, we can set up, you know, these asset protection trusts that are very focused on asset protection or, you know, we can rely on different features and different laws. And this applies to all different types of trusts that we um, provide. I mean, some folks can use a charitable trust to provide a lifetime of income for their children um, in a very tax-favored manner, asset protected. Um, there's lots of options. And I just like everybody to think as we move through the into the holiday season and that you're going to be seeing friends and family more and maybe some of the extended family and kind of keep an eye out and and uh, lend a hand where you can and help point people in the right direction it's not i'm not recommending you go and do something for someone else and go in and take over their finances if mom isn't looking good don't just go in and take over you're probably doing something that you shouldn't be if yeah, that's occurring you can certainly nudge them in the right direction mom dad we need to kind of have you go see somebody about this and take care of business here and those kind of gentle nudging sometimes is enough to get them to do something right and see, sometimes we see this a lot. We we do see this a lot, right? That the children have planned, right? But the parents have not yet planned. And in many cases, the parents have more assets than the child that's done the planning. But nevertheless, they're concerned because mom and dad don't have anything like that in place. And and the time to find out about that is not when you go to see the doctor and he tells you you need to get your affairs in order. That's the wrong time to be doing this kind of planning. Yeah, that's... but that happens a lot, right? We get that a lot. Yeah, you know, crisis planning, folks. It happens. It's just not a good idea. It's not, but it does happen, and we and we do these kind of visits. I go to routinely go to hospitals and adult family homes and skilled nursing facilities and places like that where people are in a pinch and they've got to get it done quickly, and that's really not the best time to be doing it because it doesn't allow you much much time to reflect on what it is you've done. You just put something in place to fill the hole, so to speak. Yeah, we do. You know, that's really emergency planning. It's kind of you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, paramedics in the field. they got to patch you up. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> then, it's like triage, right? And then they're going to get you to the yeah. hospital, and it's going to take some time maybe. But that's, you know, the best that can happen in a way is you get patched up. But, you know, certain things are no longer going to be available to you if you've lost capacity. Right. Um, it, you know, the, the world of planning is going to be gone, and you're looking more and more into structured planning, structured by the state, 
and things of that. And I, you know, I want you to, I want you to avoid that. I really, really want you to avoid that as uh, my Christmas present. But just think about family and friends as we're going through these holidays and keep your eyes open and certainly look for any abuse out there. Um, but look for changes in circumstances in that, you know, for mom and dad or even yourself, a little self-reflection on what's going on. Think about making sure that you have a disability plan put in place that is legally sufficient and will more likely than not work when you need it and not one that we can almost guarantee will not work. Right. Um, so uh, we do offer free consultations for all you folks. I mean, we really want you to understand your benefits and your options and the opportunities and go through the cost and all those things with you. And uh, you can schedule through yourpartnerinlaw.com. Just contact us for your free consultation on estate and elder planning, and uh, we would love to see you. I would be remiss if I didn't say Hawks versus the Eagles. That's Philadelphia Eagles. It's an away game. It's starting here in about three minutes. All righty, guys. It'll be fun. Yeah, so I, I hope we have a bang-up day today. Looks like we got um, probably our hands cut off. Or, you know, our job, job ahead is going to be a tough oh, yeah. one, but uh, I, think, I think we're going to prevail. So go Russell, go Hawks. Hopefully uh, Jadavian Clowney is the disrupting force that he was um, 13 days ago. So anyhow, with that, folks, um, have a very happy Thanksgiving next week, and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to Your Partner in Law with Rick Gregorick. Event Info newsletters and Your Partner in Law podcast can all be found at yourpartnerinlaw.com. To schedule an appointment with Rick Gregorick, call 425-284-3450. That's 425-284-3450. For more information on the show or to sign up for a free Partner in Law event, visit yourpartnerinlaw.com. Tune in next Sunday morning at 9 to Your Partner in Law with your host, Rick Gregorick. Simulcast on Cairo Radio 97.3 FM and AM 770 KTTH.